listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Good morning, it's Mark and Neanderthal. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Well, good morning. This is Rick. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the radio program. We're going to get you enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you're going to see Jim Jeffries. Oh, good. Cool. Here we go. A lot of stuff in the news lately about the TSA. So we'll ask you some questions there. Now, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, how much does a TSA agent make a year? Is it 40000 50000 or 60000 Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh... Let's say 50000 It is actually 40000 And please watch your language. Cripes is a bit strong. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Minnesota speak. Yeah, but if you'd, have said, if you'd have said Kreitz, I would have been, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> now, your, your next question. Approximately how many total TSA agents are there? Is it 37000 or 57000 who knows these answers? Um, Mark does. This is, well, because he has them written in. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll say 37,000. No, it's 57,000. But you know what? We're going to give you one more chance here, okay? Uh, it's a remedial last chance yep. opportunity. What does TSA stand for? <laughs> is it Taco Salad Alliance, Transportation Security Administration, or Traveling Safety Agency? Transportation, B. That's correct, sir. You nailed it. You are very, very wise, and you've got those tickets for Jim Jeffries. It's interesting because I think a lot of people think that TSA stands for Transportation Safety Administration, and it yeah. doesn't. It's actually security. Yeah. Yep. I, I did, but you did not give me that as an answer. So right, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people think it's safety and not security. Mm-hmm. All right, well done, man. Appreciate that. that. All I right, hang something. on. All right, All right, good to have a winner there. By you the know, way, Taco Salad Alliance is a very powerful lobbying yep. group. Yes, they certainly uh, are. That, they, they were the people that got Taco Tuesday passed. Right. Yeah. A lot of politicians are in the pocket of Big Taco. Yeah. <clears throat> and why wouldn't you be? <laughs> I'm, hell, I'm, a lot of morning shows are in the pocket of Big Taco. Not at the moment right now. I'm on a, I'm on a sabbatical from the taco. Bingo. Yeah. You know, yesterday here on the Mark and the Interpol show, we were talking about that movie, The Mule. Yeah. And later in the show, we started talking about one facet of it that was really kind of interesting was that he's 90 in the movie, and yet he's he's a driver. He's yeah. a mule. He's driving all over the place. Like Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Oh, Magoo. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun yesterday just talking because, you know, my parents, both of them are pretty much retired. My, my dad's definitely retired from behind the wheel. Um, but my mom hasn't driven in about three years because they haven't had a car in about three years. And she's 86. He's 89. My mom stopped driving like in her, I would say in her 50s, not because she couldn't anymore, but because she became so nervous. That really? She, yeah, she just decided she didn't want to do it anymore. She was so like, but, well, my wife's like, like unstable, mentally unstable. Oh, okay, my yeah. wife's mom has never has not driven on the highway for like 45, 50 years. 
She's oh, still driving a little bit, but she has to go on side streets, so so it limits where she can go. The weird part about it is I think that there are more accidents on side streets and surface streets than there are on, on the highway. <laughs> highway driving is actually are very, bitch. very simple. Yes. Yeah. You get on, go in the right direction. Yes. You know, That's I mean, tough around here. It's very tough. It's tougher here in Arizona than it is in other places in the country, but you go in the right direction and, and you're good. But more often than not, I mean, how many times have you been at the intersection of, I don't know, uh, Elliot and McQueen? And you just see just debris, road debris. Yeah, exactly. From, you know, every day they should just hire people to stand there. You know the sign holders? <laughs> they should just hire people on the corner to stand there with a broom. <laughs> and when they just sweep everything off yeah. to the side like they do in NASCAR. Especially, you know, we, we got into talking about, about old people driving. And uh, we had a lot, a lot of people chipping in. Well, I uh, worked the last 12 years in an assisted independent living with 200 residents up in Oregon. Okay. And I got some great stories for you real quick. Go ahead. I mean, just to let you know, the oldest driver we had was 100. Wow. And, you know, it was scary as hell. You got people in wheelchairs that can barely get to the dining room and see themselves getting in cars. But a great one, Lady Rhea, we watched this on tape. She gets in her car, backs up, hits two cars, backing up, pulls forward, goes through a flower bed, (laughs) takes out a uh, light standard, leaves. So we're all out there looking at this after we saw on tape who did it. She comes rolling back in, rolls down her window and goes, Hey, what's the excitement, boys? <laughs> right, exactly. You, know, Rhea, you just, you know, wiped out all these things. Oh, no, I didn't. I go to the front of her car and I take a big bunch of marigolds out of the grill and go, yes, I think you did. So, Because <laughs> yeah. that just happened. What, right I, what, what I like about that is that uh, the staff, he, him specifically, has an amazing detailed uh, experience with horticulture. He knew they were marigolds. Very nice job. I, could, I couldn't identify a marigold if you offered me Powerball. He might have been the guy who planted them. Yeah, so very maybe. possible, yeah. But, uh, you know, there was also the, the thing in England with Prince Philip, who was the husband of the queen, getting yeah, in a car accident. He's 97 years old, and uh, I guess he caused the accident. He's driving. He's, he had no seatbelt on. Right. The woman in the other car broke her wrist and wants him prosecuted, but we'll see what happens. I, don't think, I think they'll go fairly lightly on him. There's no way he's prosecuted. Diplomatic community. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, right. yeah. Diplomatic community. Plus, he's married, he's married to the woman whose face is on your money. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't think that I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. Tough road to hoe there. Yeah, I would think so. As we like to do Wednesdays around this time, we talk about some of your neighbors and the strange little nicknames you give them when well, you don't know them. Now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. And you know what? We like to talk to people when we go out and, and do events. The Mark and Neanderthal listeners like to chip in their own neighborhood nicknames. My name is Noah, and I am from Santan Valley. What is the neighborhood nickname you've done? Bean Man. Uh, why Bean Man? Because uh, I don't know if he still does it, but there used to be this man who would just sit in the, par- the local parks and eat beans from a can. <laughs> okay. Bean Man. All right. It is. <laughs> By the way, I have an updated nickname for my neighbor. Okay. I have a next-door neighbor. Uh, he's the guy that, that keeps reptiles right. in the backyard. So he used to be Marlon Perkins. Uh, but I was I was walking down the street with a dog the other day, and he was playing with remote con- a remote-control car in the driveway. So I, I was looking at it. I was like, well, that seems like pretty odd. Until I looked in the back of his father's car, because he lives with his parents. Right. His father's got like an SUV, and the back door was open. And it was piled with like 25 remote-control cars. So now 
now he will now be known as remote control. Remote control. Remote control. Or RC for short. Okay. Yeah. Well. He'll be remote control. We have some emails also. Susan sent us one, said, we have Ranger Rick okay. in our neighborhood. <laughs> he used to be a sheriff. Oh, boy. When he first moved in, he would sit on his front porch and yell at everyone for their driving. Oh, boy. Ranger yeah. Rick right Slow there. down, everybody. The, yeah, Slow exactly. Down. It's a neighborhood. There are kids playing around here. Let's see. Bill wrote us one. He said, back in Ohio, we had a neighbor who would often not wear his shirt, and he had a large brownish growth on his back. Oh. <laughs> we called him <laughs> either Hamburger Helper. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac or White oh. Castle? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, was, I was going for Quasimodo, but okay, I'll go. <laughs> I think Hamburger Helper is my favorite one of all of those. Oh, God, that's That bad. is beautiful. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, and some of these are, some of these can be mean sometimes. Oh, you freak, you think? They're funny sometimes, too, though. <laughs> Hamburger Helper is a good one. Yeah, I like a, that. That's a fantastic one. Very creative. All right. 480-470-KSLX is the number. What's yours? My upstairs neighbors, we strictly call them just the herd because they sound like a herd of freaking buffaloes walking around. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a neighbor like that if you live in an apartment. The upstairs yeah, neighbor. Like yeah, the upstairs yep. neighbor. Yeah. Thumper. I've heard thumper. That's another <laughs> one that you hear a lot. Which could be, that one's universal. You can use that for people who walk too loud or... Or you know, do anything week, too week, Weekend and extracurricular activities, you know. You hear the beds banging against the wall or something. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Well, we just got out. Steven just hit me up. On the Mark and Neander Paul Facebook page, it said, When I lived in Chicago, I lived in an apartment building, and the guy above us would never get out of his rolling kitchen chair. He was an extremely large person, and we could picture him pushing himself off the cabinets and walls with his legs and rolling around in the chair throughout the apartment. His name was, of course, Roller Boy. Nice I would, job. I would, I would also have accepted Ironside and Captain Pike. I would have gone with that as well. What? Right. Oh, oh, I'm the bad guy. Yes. This All whole right. feature is the bad guy. All right. I think we have a very nice lady here who's going to tell us one. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So um, I live in a community where they have a community pool. And um, there's this old guy that was coming down to the pool in white um, sort of speedo type <laughs> uh, swimsuit. Yeah, sort of a little boner boy bathing suit there. Sure. Banana, I'm sure he's yeah, called grape smuggler, yeah. right? Um, it's close, but when the white gets wet, oh. you can see everything, and right. you don't want to. So what did and what did you call him? Captain Underpants. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> well done. Well played. <laughs> the dangers of the yep. community pool. Yep. So true. Yeah. You want to stay the hell away from that one. <laughs> yeah, and he's out there. She says the community I live in. Oh yeah, he's yeah, out yeah. there right now. Yeah, yeah, he could be what, to now. His like, reign right of his reign of terror <laughs> is ongoing at yeah. the moment. Yes, yeah. it's he's he's kind of in hibernation right now. Yes, literally, I think so, for yeah. the winter. Yeah, he's got like a baby clam neck going on there. <laughs> I'm not sure. One hundred point seven KSLX with Mark and Deanna Paul. One day last week, I went home from work, and my wife said to me. That guy you talked to this morning, that story is so weird. 
Oh yeah, the guy that uh, the guy that uh, went to the bachelor party that he wasn't invited to. Well, he was invited to it, but it wasn't his invite. Will Novak. Yeah, he got Bill yeah. Novak's invitation right by mistake, and you know, jokingly replied to it and said, "Sure, I'll be there." And he's a Phoenix guy, and. It was a he, national story. Yeah, he wound up flying, thanks to a GoFundMe account he set up to pay for his expenses, he wound up flying to Vermont and partying and skiing with these guys in a bachelor party. Angelo was the guy's name who was getting married. Angelo? Yeah. Yeah. All right, nice. So uh, we wanted to follow up. So? Will, you made it back. Apparently. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. It sounds like there's some reservation. Do you regret the the, the trip? Oh, no, not at all. I'm just really tired this morning. No, no, it was super fun. Yeah, didn't, we slept four hours in a 72-hour block. Two questions. Uh, do we need to know where the body is hidden? <laughs> no. And no, second, tell you even if I... were any animals harmed during the weekend at any point? Um, I did see a dead deer, but it was uh, it was unrelated to anything. It was just on the road. Well, when in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's actually, it was Vermont that you were oh, yeah. in, right? So did... Yeah. This was such a crazy thing, you going to a party across the country with people you didn't know. Did any people try and dissuade you from doing this? Not serious, which maybe tells me about the quality of my friends. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, no people were like, are you sure? But no one really tried to dissuade me. I think the chances of it breaking really bad were pretty low. You know, I, I researched these guys online and stuff, and they seemed like good guys, and they were. They were all really fun. They party really, really, really hard. They take it up to 11, as Spinal Tap says. Right. Did you actually stay sober? You had said you were going to be a designated driver. Did you stay sober the whole weekend? Yeah, I did. I don't, I'm not a big drinker, so I was happy to. You know, I was there, and I realized, oh, boy, these guys don't have a designated driver. This was not maybe the most ideal planning. So, yeah, I, I did that. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys saw. I had rented a minivan, and when I got to the um, rental car desk, they said, hey, you need something with all-wheel drive? We'll upgrade you. And I said, I do. Thank you. And they upgraded me to a Maserati SUV. Yeah, oh, you, cool. were, you were a big star, man. You were a star yeah. over this weekend. It was well, yeah. This is like the, this is this tiny little town. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened. <laughs> you know, I feel like you know the. <laughs> so yeah, everyone at the mountain was treating us like we were a boy band or something and yelling at us. And I was, was just going to say, with with was, no offense yeah. intended, which means I'm about to say something very offensive. You've become kind of a media whore, and uh, of course, were you big in Vermont? Yes, yes. Everybody was treating us like kings, and yeah, if anyone called and is like, we want to talk about it, we were like. Sure, why not? You know, once in a lifetime thing, we'll chat about it. So, yeah. How much did your GoFundMe account raise for the couple? Um, it's going to be over by the time we take out, you know, what I needed and the GoFundMe fees. It'll be over three thousand dollars. That's pretty cool. Did, did you tell them that that was happening? Yes, I did. I don't know that he was sober enough to understand, but I did tell him. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was the biggest media outlet that contacted you? It was us. Um, yeah, I, I would say uh, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the BBC, the Associated Press. Well nice, done. Nice, nice. All right. <laughs> Will, we appreciate you checking in, and uh, we're glad you made it back safely. Thank you. I am, too. I'm going to try not to fall asleep at my desk at work today. Yeah, that's All always right. good advice for everybody, though. Thank you, Will. I think so, sure. That is one of the crazier stories that you'll see um, just flying across the country. Of course, there were cameras all over the place, you know, so keeps things a little bit safer. But we said to him, don't wind up as the guy who spends the weekend in the trunk. Right, exactly. Yeah, you the, know? the Leslie Chow of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. yeah no so, good there. Yeah. But he had a great time, which is terrific. Meanwhile, 
Uh, intelligence is not necessary for the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. No, absolutely not. You can see this at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page, and we're going to call our dumbass by just his first name to start things off, okay? Why is that? Well, you'll find out. Okay. Inquiring his, minds want to know. His name is Darren. Okay. A 31-year-old man who lives in Texas. Okay, then. McKinney, Texas, to be exact. Ah, I know who exactly who you're okay. talking about. Yeah, yeah, at least that's where he was early Monday morning when he got into trouble. Wherever Darren had been, he'd been drinking, and unfortunately, he made the choice to drive after doing so. Yeah. And, and like so many who make that unfortunate choice, they continue to make bad choices. Poor Darren. He made another foolish one, which was stopping at the Whataburger drive through no, 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 no. That's a fine choice. Well, no, that's a fine choice in and of itself when you're sober. And right, you should okay. be driving right. through. Uh, right. No, hey. I'm a big fan. I'm just big saying. fan. Love me some Whataburger. All right. Just saying. Don't ever. I, I would. You, sir, are not in any position to besmirch the good name of Whataburger. Oh, no, hell no. Okay, then. Love that double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, doing that, going through the drive-thru while you're hammered is a bad idea because, you know, not only is it dangerous, but in between ordering and paying, being intoxicated means that you could fall asleep in your running automobile. Oh, yeah. 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 Which would then cause the conscientious Whataburger staff to call the authorities. We call that a case of Michael Floyd disease. Yes, That's what that is, yeah. Yep. The police did arrive and they found Darren right there and they arrested him for DUI and he has a lot in common with Michael Floyd. And what is that? Let's give you his last name. It's McFadden. (laughs) Darren McFadden, former NFL running back for three years with the Cowboys, but seven years prior to that. The Oakland Raiders. So what needs to happen here now is the NFL needs to look into uh, Michael Floyd disease because clearly it's now it's spread. It's, it's spread a disease. Through, it's yeah. spread throughout the NFL. Yep, it is. Uh, and it's now affecting several former players. <laughs> yep. Darren was following that famous cry of late Raiders owner Al Davis. Just sleep, baby. Yes, exactly. Just yes. sleep. Yes. <laughs> Commitment to intoxication. <laughs> yeah. Nice going, Darren. Darren McFadden. I did it. When I saw that name. I was like, hey, I know that name. Yep, yep. Yep. Former baller. And now, Mark and Neanderthal, dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Mark and Neanderthal. Poor Saints fans. I'm reading that there, <laughs> there's two, two Saints fans suing the NFL. The. There's there's gaming organizations that are casinos that are suing the NFL for the, for the Sunday thing with the with the Saints and that that non pass interference call. How about the uh, the guy that's buying billboards in Atlanta around the Super Bowl just to harass Roger Goodell in the NFL? Yes, and there's that's I mean, you could have some extra money to throw around for that. And there was something on on social media that got over four hundred and fifty thousand entries like signatures urging yeah, yeah. urging a replay and they can they're all talking about rule 17 which is the ru- rule 17 actually says the commissioner has the sole authority he can actually overturn this he has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary and or corrective measures if any club action non-participant interference or calamity occurs in an NFL game which the commissioner deems so extraordinarily unfair that such action has a major effect on the result of the game. And this is the difference between those people that are whining about a missed uh, uh, holding call or a missed uh, roughing the passer call or something like that. So extraordinary 
unfair advantage. Those are the things that this is. This was so egregious that it absolutely unequivocally influenced the outcome of the game and sent the wrong team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, there's no saying that the Rams couldn't have won that game, gone on to win the game, and gone to the Super Bowl. But as it stands right now, the Rams do not deserve to be in the Super Bowl. They did not legitimately win that game. Instead of the Saints settling for a field goal right. to take the lead by three points. Now, they could have, they were still going to get a field goal, but they were going to bleed well, the clock. Yeah, right. exactly. They were, they they would have had the opportunity right. with the first down, like on the four yard line, to let the clock all, run all the way down, then sure. get the field goal, right, or, or score a touchdown, or score a touchdown, it, whichever. It much tougher. In any event, because the referees missed yep. that call, it influenced the, the the game to the point where here we are, four days later, still talking about it, and there are lawsuits being filed against the NFL. That's a problem. The NFL has agreed to do one thing, which is the, they're going to take the word calamity out of Rule Seventeen <laughs> because the word calamity makes it. Sound Sound like it's like 1943, right? Exactly. And, and the Hatfields are playing the McCoys, right? Exactly. It feels like 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 all of a sudden the dike has sprung a leak, and everybody has to. There's the a, valley has to be evacuated. There's a calamity. Somebody let Aunt B know. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, the humanity from the calamity. No, you're right. They're gonna they're gonna update that phrase to athletic dysmorphia. Athletic dysmorphia. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're gonna call that. Yeah. Okay. It's a condition. All right. I heard it's either athletic dysmorphia or it, they're gonna update calamity to this. Some messed up. Sh- yeah, that exactly. Could be yeah, that could be exactly what they call you it. You take those out, mm-hmm. you put in the other ones. You take calamity out, you put in the other right. ones, and you got a, a current rule. By the way, none of this is going to happen. It's not. Going no, they're to not going to make an adjustment. The, the the Rams and the Patriots are playing in the Super Bowl because the NFL needs football to su- uh, succeed in Los Angeles. Yes, they. That's, yes. that's exactly why it's happening. Hmm. This is a Vince McMahon deal. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Wow. No, it's right, it, the so fix is in. It, you think it was fixed in that? I way. don't. I wow. don't know. I don't think it was fixed in in uh, in advance. But I think now that it's happening, they're There's not going to undo it. An opportunity. Yes, they're not going to undo it. Mm. They're not going to. But it's going to tarnish the Rams, even if they win the Super Bowl. Well, speaking Whatever. speaking of not Vincent right. Kennedy McMahon. Okay, then uh, they're in town this weekend. The WWE is doing the Royal Rumble, which is more legitimate right now than the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, stop. Listen. To Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX.